How's it going, everybody? This is Tyler Shannon. And Danny Guy. So today we are going to be talking about some sports. So for topics, we have the NHL playoffs. We're going to be honing in on the Devils and Rangers series, as well as a little bit of the Islanders um, in their series with the Carolina Hurricanes. We are, Danny is going to be talking um, about the NBA playoffs. And then the last, the last segment we have is the start of the MLB season, and we are going to hone in on um, the New York Yankees and Anthony Volpe, the uh, rising stud shortstop for the New York Yankees. So for the NHL, Danny, how are you seeing the Devils and the Rangers, um, their series up to date? So right now the series is tied at 2-2 with a big win um, by the Devils last night at the Garden. So what are you seeing, Danny? I just feel like it's clearly obvious that the Devils aren't that experienced in what they're doing and like what they're in. And the Rangers who have been there, like they had a deep run last year, so like they know what they're doing. And like I just feel like the Rangers are gonna win the series because like Jack Hughes, their star player, doesn't look like he's ready for the playoffs yet, and he will be there one day. Okay, so um, so obviously I agree with what you just said. Um, the slow pace in the first two games for the Devils. Um, was not up to par, and you could obviously tell they were nervous, and obviously they were lacking experience. Um, but I think the two wins that they just had at the Garden um, is really going to jumpstart um, their intensity, how they were playing the entire um, regular season. Um, I don't disagree that I think the Rangers are going to make a push, um, but I think right now it's pretty even. I think the Rangers are on their heels a little bit because, um, you know, they they thought they had it in the bag, Um going to New Jersey and winning those first two games. But for the Devils going to Madison Square Garden and winning those next two games, I think we're, we are in for a very, very um, good rest of the series. And I, I don't have a, a pick right now, but I'm really hoping the Devils. For this segment, we are going to be talking about the Goon of the Series, uh, the Goon of the Week and Snipe of the Series. So I'll let you take Goon of the Week. Who do you think is the biggest enforcer um, between the Devils and the Rangers? Probably Michael McCrowd, just because, like, like, how he's just getting discussed, like, after the whistle and, like, all that stuff. Like, yeah, and I think in playoff hockey, teams like that need that. They need um, a fourth-line guy to, you know, lay a body, um, start throwing the fists a little bit. Um, I think in playoff hockey, players and and teams need that to try and jumpstart what they're, what they're trying to experience in the playoffs, which is, um, in the end goal, winning a cup. And then for Snipe of the Series, um, which is our next segment, Jonas Siegenthaler, a huge third-period goal for the Devils last night to put them on the board. Um, not only did he have the assist on Jack Hughes' breakaway goal, um, but this is a guy who not necessarily is known for his offense. And last night he really put his offense, um, his offense, you know, on the board, and it was very noticeable uh, as a Devils fan because it's not something you usually see from him. Um, but I think it was great to see that, and I think his shot was absolutely beautiful off the right post and in. Um, so snipe of, the, snipe of the series is definitely going to go to Jonas Siegenthaler for me. So now to jump into the NBA playoffs. Um, how are you feeling about the NBA playoffs, Danny? I feel like it's really good. You know, there's some teams that have been a surprise. Like the Knicks, I definitely feel like they can make a deep run. Like probably Eastern Conference Finals, but I feel, feel like that's as far as they're going to go. So... For the Knicks, what do you think they need to do? Who do you think they need to step up for um, for the best possible chance to win a championship? I feel like they just need to keep relying on Jalen Brunson because he's been playing really good. And then there's always like that one guy that just steps up every night, like 
Mitchell Robinson or R.J. Barrett or Absolutely. Julius Randle. Absolutely. So how do you feel about the Nets? Um, I don't really know. I just feel like, you know, without Katie and Kyrie, they're not really like a playoff team. And like I feel like everyone's saying that they're gonna win is kind of like coming to an end, and like their like little runs coming to an end. Yeah. So jumping into um, LeBron and the Grizzlies, a LeBron and the Lakers playing the Grizzlies. Do you think, uh, you know, kind of like kind of like a target being put on Jaw's back because you know going into his career as a rookie he was very respected, and then obviously he had um, he had some problems earlier this year, um, not knowing when to stop talking, you know, the problem that he had with law enforcement. Um, do you think that motivates the Lakers to pe- beat them even more? And do you think, who do you think is going to come out on top in that series? It probably does motivate the Lakers more, like knowing that Jaws like the next like young, like big star. And like LeBron's like still trying to like prove himself to people. And like he's still hungry to like get another ring. And I feel like the Lakers will probably win the series because everyone has just been playing really good. Like, Anthony Davis, who's been struggling lately, has stepped up. So I feel like the Lakers will probably win the series. For this segment, we're going to talk about our Eastern and Western Conference Player of the Week. So for Eastern, I'll probably say Jimmy Butler for the Miami Heat. He had a big game last night. I think he scored like 57 points, and the Heat came back. And the Heat look like they're going to win that series, even though they're the underdog in it. So I'll say Jimmy Butler for the Eastern. Western, I'll probably say Anthony Davis, just because he's been playing really well recently, and he's been, like, struggling with injuries the past couple years and, like, hasn't really gotten back to where he's been. But I feel like he's just getting back to, like, where he used to be. Wait, is it fair to say that Jimmy Butler kind of rises to his full potential in the playoffs? Yeah. Two years ago, you saw, um, you know, he carried his squad. Um, So do you think he's the same player in the regular season that he is in the playoffs? Because it it definitely feels like, you know, he kind of... Um, he kind of boosts his intensity when he's playing in the playoffs. You know, he's definitely a different player in the playoffs. It's probably something about like the atmosphere that like gets him going. Absolutely. So now we are going to jump into the MLB. Um, so I know Danny, being very close to you, knowing you for a, for a long time, you're a huge Mets fan. So what's your take on um, Scherzer and his suspension um, and kind of expand on how the evolution of the game is ongoing? I just feel like for Scherzer, um, I don't feel like he like purposely like did it, but like you kind of like ha- you can see where the ump is like coming from, like on his side, like his hand was sticky, but I don't think Scherzer meant to cheat in any sort of way or like meant to purposely like put Roslyn on his hand, something like that. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think I think you see foreign substance less and less. Um, but I think I think the big talking point about this is that it wasn't really a foreign substance. The umpires asked him to put alcohol on his hand, go wash his hands, and then reapply the rosin, which made it stickier than it ever should have been. So I think they did the right thing and kicked him out of the game. But I think the suspension um, is not warranted because I truly believe it wasn't his fault. And this is coming from a Yankees fan. You know, I love to see the Mets fail. I love to see the Mets, um, for, for things that go wrong with the Mets. But being just a baseball fan, I personally think this was the wrong move. So now jumping into the Yankees a little bit, I don't think they're living up to their full potential right now. I think they have five all-stars on the team, you know, being Aaron Judge, DJ LeMahieu, um, John Carlos Stanton, Jose Trevino, you know, all those guys, Nestor Cortez on the mound, 
all those guys, I don't think they're living up to what they should be. But I think that's also not a bad thing because they're not they're not behind. They're above five hundred. Um, but you know, with with the with the lineup they have, they should be able to you know be in every single game that they're playing. They lost to the Twins last night five to one, um, which should never happen. Um, but I think that goes into the ability or to the inability for the Yankees to use load management. I think Aaron Boone is is kind of in a tough spot right now because he has to play these guys, you know, every day and doesn't have the ability to use, um, you know, workload uh, management and workload strategy due to all the injuries that the Yankees are going through right now. And I'll ask you, do you think if, you know, all these stars are playing every single day, every single game, do you think that's good for the team overall? It probably is. You know, you want to win games, but at the same time you want to, like, have your players rest for October. Absolutely. But I definitely think it's, for now, it's good because no one's, like, getting injured. Right. Um, yeah, that's a good point. And then going off of that, playing every day, do you think that is good for, you know, young guys like Anthony Volpe who are just getting settled in the MLB and trying to find their own? Do you think it's worse for him, um, you know, not really getting a break, not really getting a rest? Or do you think it it takes a more strenuous um, task on you know, the veteran players like Aaron Judge. Because, like, they're, they are getting up in age. I feel like you probably should ease your younger players into it just because, like, they're still, like, getting used to, like, how this game's getting played in the MLB and, like, how, like, the game's been changing. So, yeah, I definitely think they should rest their younger players. Okay, absolutely. Um, so for the last two segments, um, we have the April Cy Young, um, which is kind of, like, the best pitcher in the league who, you know, isn't necessarily going to win the Cy Young, but it looks like he's on track. And then we also have the April MVP. Um, so for the April Cy Young, I have Sonny Gray, you know, a former Yankee, someone who's always um, always struggled with his ERA. Um, but, you know, he, he has 10-plus strikeouts, in, you know, in his first 10 somewhat starts. Um, he has a sub-1 ERA. And I think he looks very, very good. So for the April MVP, um, I have Ronald Acuna, which, you know, it's kind of like a broken record. You know, this guy's top three in the league in hitting. He's a great fielder. You know, he's a five-tool baseball player. But I think, I mean, he has the most hits in the MLB right now. Um, and I think when he gets hot, it's it's almost impossible to stop him. Um, do you agree with that? Like, do you, yeah. you kind of see where I'm coming from? Like, yeah, I definitely This guy is someone you could say even before the season starts that he's going to be an MVP. Like, people just have his confidence with that. I definitely agree. I think he probably will win the MVP, like, this year. I'm not saying it because April. Like, I think he probably will win it. So that is going to wrap up our first segment of a bunch of Irish dudes talking about sports. This was Tyler Shannon. And Danny Geyer.